0: Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential... And interesting resources to help you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s, from great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style motherhood talk radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us being all you can be starts right here right now let's do it here's your host sandra beck
1: everybody. This is Sandra Beck and I'm here with best-selling author Angela Breidenbach. And we're going to be talking today about her books, about audiobooks, about digital books, about print books, all the kind of books that I love. And as we're coming in to the Christmas season, we're going to talk about some great reads, some great finds, and some great things to do. Uh, Angela,
2: welcome to today's show. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a delight to be with you.
1: Well, I love, first of all, I love you because we're friends, but also I love going into bookstores and seeing your books. Like I'm like, I know that author. I know her. I know her. She's my friend. See her. She's my friend. And (laughs) it's really fun because a lot of times, you know, people aren't in mainstream bookstores or like you were in Walmart. I was. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Yes. I saw your
2: compilation, the cowboy brides or which one there was a. Yeah, um, you- lasso it by marriage or second chance brides. There's so many. <laughs> I know, but it was like, I'm
1: literally in the car, you know, with my kids walking down and I'm like, oh my God, there's
2: your name. That's you. That's her. Like, and That's that was just cool. really exciting for me. That is really cool. I got to get people to take pictures when, you know, and send them to me because they're, those are things that you, they're unexpected, you know, when they happen, because you don't know what publishers are going to do. Sure. Right. So it's it's always one of those fun um let's like Christmas morning when one of your books shows up somewhere and somebody's like, oh, I saw it here. You did? <laughs> yes. Well, and that's how long have you been writing? Like, let's talk a little bit about you as a as a writer and you know, you're a mom, you're a grandma, you're all these cool things. Ah, I like being called cool. My kids think cool is that I'll make chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, I started formally writing for like articles and youth group um, productions and things like that back in like 1999 and then I moved into books very slowly because I had to learn how to write a book and that's not easy (laughs) but my first book uh, actually was published I think in 2011 or 12 and so it's been about 10 years that I've been traditionally published and um, and now branching out into uh, indie publishing, which, if you're interested in indie publishing, it is much more lucrative. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. But I think you
1: have to have a following first. I think isn't it hard to get people to read your
2: stuff if you do, if you're not already traditionally published? Well, I think some of the things that are important to that, i've I've met indie authors who have huge followings and have never been traditionally published um so i think that traditional publishing can help but i just came from a really great conference that happens once a year called 20 books to 50k and it's helping authors regardless of whether you're indie or traditional but it's mostly indie become um self sufficient and be able to earn an income off of their creativity and their writing because it is really hard work and a lot of it has to do with uh the quality of writing and the book cover and so like, you know, this one, you folks on air can't see it, but Queen of the Rockies is my, is my Christmas story. Oh, pretty. One. And I actually designed this cover and you can kind of even see how I pulled the colors out of the front cover, made sure there was a, do I have that the right way? Yeah. <laughs> made sure there was a professional spine followed even, you know, all of the stuff that has to go on a cover. And a lot of Indies that aren't making it don't understand how to do that. Right. Just basic. Right. And if you go to conferences where they teach you that stuff, then you can get into libraries and you can talk to bookstore owners about carrying your books and things like that. But really, it's it's crucial just to understand the craft and then to understand how you put that craft into a format so that it's common to the industry and then how you package it in a beautiful cover. And, it well, and you know, talk about beautiful things. Like I
1: like actually to listen to books and you've got some of your books on Audible and and mm-hmm. you're traditionally published and independently published. And for those of you that are looking for a great holiday, listen, you know, we are talk radio and you can discover your holiday love story with Audible. And what I love about Audible, I've been a member of Audible for Probably seven, eight years now. I get to listen to exclusive stories and original podcasts, and so much more. And Angela, you know, there's a brand new Audible original out called "Hold Me Closer." Tony Danzig.
2: No way! That's such a cute pun.
1: (laughs) Isn't that that, like it's so much fun? It makes me think of Phoebe and you know her famous quote from Friends. And um, then there's also there's something about Mary.
2: Oh, M E R R Y. We're so Christmassy
1: today. Oh, isn't that <laughs> so much fun? And then of course, for those of you who are pet lovers like me, there's Christmas Podcast.
2: P A W Pa, right? Yep. But
1: PAW, <laughs> P-A-W podcast. And you know sometimes, and I'm like, by the time I'm done with my workday, I am really tired. And I like to relax in the bathtub. And I actually listen to audibles on my, you know, in, in my bath time, because I can listen to these beautiful romance favorites, like eight winter nights and Nick and Noel's Christmas playlist. And I just want to give you a little preview of Nick and Noel's um, Christmas playlist because Nick Winters and Noel Carter have known each other their whole lives. And after years of shared family holidays, working together on the winter christmas tree farm like how cool is that and being each other's safe haven they wouldn't dream of crossing the line from friends to something more but when Mm -hmm. nick comes home for the holidays after serving overseas finds that his long-term girlfriend has decided to get her stocking stuffed elsewhere oh no is there (laughs) to pick him up and show him that (laughs) instead of a blue christmas he can still have a wonderful christmas time without his cheating ex so i Oh my gosh, is, the suns keep coming. <laughs> is not so much fun, though. Like, it is the season to get cozy. And so, I want you guys to go to audible.com/slash holiday romance. That's audible.com/slash holiday romance. Listen now only from audible. It is super cute. You will love it. You will also find Angela's books on there. So look up Angela Breidenbach because everything that audible produces is just so good. And this one, you guys, this Nick and Noel's Christmas playlist, if you really do like to listen to things, you will know that this one is narrated by Brooke Bloomingdale. And if you're an audible fan, like I am, you will see, you will recognize the voice. And it's like, Oh my
2: God. That's so good. Awesome voice. Oh
1: voice. Now who narrated yours? You have a couple on Audible.
2: What's the what's your favorite one? Um the 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 ones that I had um done originally, those are being brought back out as a um I'm trying to think of the the, uh the recovered and they're being re-released, but the original ones were um like the Debutante Queen and 11 pipers piping the debutante queen is a christmas one and that one was narrated by my son and his wife they both graduated with um degrees in uh drama and performance and they're just they're absolutely amazing at it and my son people don't know he's my son and it's it's really funny because his um his voice, I would get back these, these comments of, Oh, so yummy. (laughs) <laughs> and I crack up laughing. And I told, told my son that he says, mom, you're not supposed to be telling me that <laughs> Right, mom. That's weird. Right? Like, but it is funny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How, yeah. They wouldn't know he's your son and he's this, you know, no. well-known voiceover expert he's got his
2: gorgeous uh, baritone voice. And his wife is a, uh, is an operatic soprano and they're just really beautiful voices, but um, a healing heart is done by Elizabeth Wells and her voice to me is like honey and velvet on your Mm -hmm. ear is just stunning that one's a healing heart and um that one has got a really great winter stories and a little bit of Christmas in it but that one is super super fun to listen to and I kid you not um you will not regret listening to her voice she just she was in the movie Selma oh nice yeah and it's just yeah and I I think one day I would love to write her own. She sent me a a message and I've kept it. I don't know if she knows this. So Elizabeth, if you're listening, I kept your message (laughs) because she, she gave me permission to write her romance one day because it came about as part of reading my book, Oh, um, doing the audible for my book. So there's a true life romance. So I have kept that, that message from her, um, for several years now because of, uh, I hope to one day write her story. It's just beautiful, beautiful story. We've kept in touch. So it's really fun when you get to know the actors and actresses. It's really fun. That is really fun, you know, and you know what else is really fun? And I want to
1: thank our sponsor today because our sponsor today is Best Fiends. And if you guys have been listening to my show for a while, you know that I'm obsessed with Best Fiends and I play it year round. And I especially love playing Best Fiends during the holiday season because it is the perfect pick me up when I need to have like a getaway, just a break, Angela, you know, you know how, you know, you have kids and grandkids and, and trying to get everything done during the holiday season. And, you know, as we talked to Angela today about amazing storylines, Best Fiends has an amazing storyline. It has collectible fiends and tons of fun puzzles, and I can't put it down, and it's quite possibly the best puzzle game out there, and what I love about it is if you don't have Wi-Fi, that's no problem because you can play Best Fiends wherever and whenever you want in offline mode, and there's always a fresh challenge waiting for me when I need this mental pick-me-up, and I'm in the game right now, and there is this character, Bob, and, you know, in Bob has stuffed himself silly and you can help him pass the time while he fights to digest. And these things, Angela, (laughs) just make me laugh. I mean, this game is so cute. It's so much fun. And it's something you can play with your friends around the country or sometimes around the world, depending on the country. And you can send each other little gifts like Angela, I can send gifts to you. And it's (laughs) one of those puzzle matching games and it is super fun and it is super great and you can spin the fiend of fortune and you can defeat slugs and it's just super fun and i want you guys to download best fiends free today on the app store or google play that's friends without the r best fiends friends without the r and angela it's so much fun because it's one of those games that has good music, good characters. It actually has a storyline. And then you still get that matchy matchy thing that is so satisfying. I mean, do you find
2: that satisfying? I do. And I, one of the things we like to do Christmas time is play games with the grands. And we just had grand number nine. Oh, That's so exciting. And, and she is just the prettiest little pink pretty baby he's so cute you know and and it's like but when we sit there and play games with the grands um some of the games that we play because of the ages are like the little matching cards and you know oh what's the one where you match their faces and you guess who the person is who oh um, that's guess who the guess guess who who game i kept getting the word who but i couldn't get the of course you guess who the person is (laughs) oh my gosh oh (laughs) Yeah, and so that's one of the favorites with some of the younger kids and there so our family is really big into games, games that are healthy and challenging but also create laughter and fun because if somebody's always having to be competitive and win, we also have that issue. And so <laughs> Well, that can happen, you know,
1: that can happen in families, especially during the holiday time. And we used to place like, you know, and I have this whole like box of Christmas games and they're traditional games that just have a Christmas theme. And I remember like playing snap with my kids, like with my boys and, you know, and it was matching a reindeer or matching a Santa. And they got so competitive, like (laughs) especially during their middle to teen years. That was really tough. And you know, it's it's a lot of fun though to share this time as a family. And one of the other things that we do, and it's something newer like within the last five or six years, and it really came to light during COVID is we do a family Christmas puzzle every year, a thousand pieces. Oh, nice. And it. I have to actually set up a separate table. I don't have one of those mats that you roll up the puzzle and like unroll it. So yeah. it sits on there. And after dinner, we'll sit down like the three of us and just put some puzzle pieces. And it's a great way to get your boys talking to
2: you. Anything like that, that is not, you don't have to concentrate hard. Uh, driving in the car, or whatever. Um, what what I've tried to bring back is the old fashioned um, Victorian or Edwardian um, Christmas time, Ooh. because in my books I'm always in that time frame, right? And now I'm moving into uh, genealogical fiction, which actually in Queen of the Rockies and um, Song of the Rockies, Heart of the Rockies, and Flower of the Rockies. Bride of the Rockies, flame of the Rockies. Ta-da. Can you tell us? the a- Rockies. If you just look up of the, of Rockies. the Rockies. <laughs> yeah. Look up Angela Breidenbach. Of the Rockies. You're going to find them. <laughs> but the what I do in there is um, I give that sense of that old fashioned Christmas. And one of the reasons I feel so close to it is my grandfather actually lived that. And oh. he brought that into our family. So we lived that. And, you know, I I was born when he was 80, but every single Christmas he would bring out his harmonica and he would he would play, listen to the Mockingbird and a couple of other of his favorite songs and sing some hymns and we would sing some Christmas carols. And then he would recite poetry that he'd written. Wow. And some of them were humorous, like a two minute chat with old Jack. And another one that was, it was very introspective about you, you tell me I'm growing old. I tell you, that's not so. Oh, wow. It's just the snow on the rooftop you see, but it's not inside, you know. And little poems like that, they were long, longer. He had them all memorized. And so he would then say to us, uh, you know, to me, you know, sing me a song, sing me a Christmas song, sing me a hymn. And we would do this in our family. And that's the way Christmas was. And that's, you know, because there wasn't television and all these giant things to go do and, you all this stuff. So um, the puzzles, the simplicity of christmas uh victorian Edwardian christmas era is is really powerful to me so my kid my grandkids i teach a couple of them piano i ask them to prepare a christmas song for christmas eve and um the other ones i don't teach them they're beyond my skill but they have to come with a prepared piece and um for a christmas present um i think it was Last year, the year before my son prepared a rap to explain the present he was giving to his, his siblings, which was hilarious. So he's like doing this all Christmas rap, you know, but the point is entertaining each other, you know, and bringing that home sense and that, that beauty of laughter together. And, you know, if a game is going to do that, play the game. If music is good in your family, play the music. If you like um, performance art, do the performance art, but do those things together. Yes. Grow those relationships.
1: You know. I love that. I love that. Well, when I my kids were little, um, they were part of a children's choir and my kids learn silent night in German because that's how I learned it, like as a little kid. And, you know, yep. so when they sang it to me for their Christmas present, like I was bawling and they didn't understand um, what was going on. They're like, mom, we thought you'd be happy. And I'm like, I am happy. You don't understand. It's, you know, cause I think as, yeah. as we get older holidays
2: are they're bittersweet. Yeah. You start to, you do start to feel your age and recognize how quickly those days pass. And um, yeah, I'm trying to learn the harp now. And I've got a couple of Christmas songs I can play on the harp. And so my my offering for the Christmas, the family time is going to be a little small piece on the harp. You know, I can play What Child Is This and a little bit of Jingle Bells and, you know, a few other little things. And I think it's really important to slow down Absolutely, and be in that moment and do the time Whether you know, whether you, wherever you worship, do that time to recognize the, each season and spend that, that time in this season. One of the other games we like to play is dreidel. Oh yeah. It brings us as Christians into the understanding of the depth of who Jesus was as a Jew. And it gives us a chance to explain why is this, this game and what is it you play? That's a very fun one. And they, they get competitive and then they turn around and shift their chocolate pile over. So somebody else can keep playing. I love it. (laughs) It is. I mean, it's, there's all these unexpected gifts.
1: And I think when you celebrate the season from the heart forward, not the wallet, you get these unexpected gifts along the way. And, and one of the things that's happened recently now that the gyms are open, things are open back here in Southern California. One of the things that I haven't done for two years because of, of you know, COVID and, and being sick myself was I didn't have indoor cycle Christmas caroling. And so last week was my first night class where I held Christmas caroling, and you know, and everybody's trying to ride the bike and sing and Christmas sing. Oh. at the same time, like anyway. it
2: does workout
1: it is really fun, but everybody's so busy trying to work out. They're not worried about, are they off pitch? Do they not know the words? And I do have two ladies in my class, June and Sue, who are 80 and 82, respectfully. They go in the back of the room. They're not in the front, you know, with the super spinners. They're in the back, you know, riding along. And when they left, they said, "Miss Beck, when are you teaching again? And I'm thinking, you guys like spin? They said, no, we're just okay on the bike what we really like is the christmas carols and they're both single and they're both elderly and they're like to be in a group because your ministry can be anywhere that's the one thing like when you talked about like whether you're in a church or a temple or a mosque your ministry can be anywhere and i look at my ministry as i minister to the people in my indoor cycle class and to have christmas carols and we played hanukkah music on sunday night like nice really it's
2: a celebration of life oh, I love that and I think it's really important that we that we do in this really over uh, media stressed world I just uh, I used to live in Spain and um, their Christmas is not nearly I mean you hardly know it's Christmas to be honest um, they have like Christmas mass and things like that but Christmas trees are not such a big deal and there right. you don't see it everywhere and i really missed american christmas for three christmases it was just uh really hard and then i came back to it and realized what a blessing i had in the slower paced less media filled yeah. i i was i came back and i had a uh, shell shock absolute shell shock with the amount of media that we have you know yeah. and I, slowing down singing those Christmas carols, singing the Hanukkah songs, doing the the beauty of uh, connection and relationship, you know, like we're doing right here, we're, we're having a real heart to heart about what matters, you know, about what matters. Absolutely. And,
1: you know, the thing is, is, is that's what I think the pandemic taught most of us is what really matters, you know, does your health matter? Do your relationships matter? Does, you know, how you spend your day matter. Like, do you want to be on the car for five hours a day to, and from a job you hate because it allows you to pay for a lifestyle that you're not even enjoying. Like right.
2: That I've seen a lot with people. Yeah. And I think for us, um, my husband and I were talking last night, we, we were, uh, shh, shh, shh. we were wrapping presents. Shh, shh. <laughs> so don't tell, but it it was during that time that we stopped and really looked at what we got each person and the thought behind it. And this year, uh, we're having a Hawaiian themed Christmas. I think I can tell you that because I don't, you know, we're, we're going to have, we went to Hawaii and uh, we had a really good time doing our Christmas shopping in Hawaii and our Hawaiian themed Christmas, will have a ham with pineapple rings. And i'm going to put a beach towel under the tree instead of you know a regular tree skirt and i'm just going to have fun uh with the decorations being a little different mm-hmm. and the year we went to scotland for my daughter's uh graduation with her master's degree we brought back uh, a scottish christmas and everything was plaid and uh and so now you know they're like "Well, what's christmas going to be like this year i'm like it's hawaiian Right. and so there's uh you never know I may even show up in a grass skirt. <laughs> well, you know what?
1: That's the the funny thing about like traveling all over the world and and living in different countries like I have some Christmas balls that are yellow and orange and the people when I hang them on my tree they're like, "Ugh, those are ugly Christmas balls." And I'm like, "No, they're Australian cuz it's in the middle of summer at Christmas." And I think
2: that's the fun thing about Christmas can be what you make of it. Yes, and I think it can be uh, fun, and I think it's because of how fast time flies. Um, This was part of our conversation last night. You have to do things that create memory, and um, my uh, grandson, Boy One, was over for piano lessons yesterday afternoon, and he didn't practice all week, and so... I said, well, I don't know what you want to do with me. And he looked at me and he said, well, practice. And I said, okay. And he kept you know, trying to speed fast through everything as we all do. This sure. is the perfect analogy. And I said, sweetie, you can't speed through it because you have to slow it way down. You're creating rivers of knowledge in your brain. You're right. creating rivers of memory. If you speed through it and you're always stumbling, you're creating a memory of stumbling. And so if you slow it down, you will be able to remember those fingers will go with the brain waves and everything will work together. And it's the same thing for us at, at Christmas time when we all speed up and we gotta get this, and we gotta get that. It's like, no, 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 slow down and make it an experience that you'll remember rather than the frenetic frenzy of, of packages and presents and all this stuff you have to do and all these places you have to be. What are you going to remember? Just the frantic stumbling. So instead, right. make it memorable by, by slowing down and doing things that are physical and thoughtful and caring toward one another and spending time in each other's presence and, and having that cocoa or that eggnog with all the lights off in the house and only the Christmas tree lights on. That's my favorite. Yeah.
1: Well, and I, I'm just going to say something from having an elder elderly parent live with me for the past 10 years. Take lots of pictures. Take pictures of the little things, you know, We live in a digital age, and we're not talking about posed family pictures. I I am a big picture person, and I have probably 15,000 pictures on my phone all backed up. And I'll take a picture of a pretty cake that somebody made, or I'll take a pretty, and not that I want to record everything, but I love, when I'm on the airplane, I love sitting there scrolling through old photos and looking at, because you can get enjoyment from them years and years
2: later. Look at that sunset, right? Look at that. Beautiful. And that is actual colors. And it was this fuchsia and, and just gorgeous orange with blues and the grays. And I take pictures of anything like that. And especially the grands, I especially take pictures of all the boy cubs and guppy. And I think our new one's going to be Smurfette. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. And all the boy cubs were like, why do the girls get a different name? I'm like, well, because there was ever only one of them and suddenly we have another. <laughs> right, right, absolutely, but, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's important to, to take those photos and someday somebody will be there and you want to show them something and you create another memory. But it's just, yeah, I took photos and when my dad passed, his the last thing he did with us was take a ride on the trail of the Hiawatha And I actually put um, parts of that into Bride of the Rockies. Uh, It's a historical, but I got pictures of my dad as I was doing the research coming down that mountain. And it's a 16 and a half plus ride. And it's a very slight downhill. It's wonderful. He was 80 doing it. And I had a picture of him standing by the sign, uh, straddling his bike. And it was the most beautiful thing and when we said goodbye to him at his funeral, I was able to put that up and say, it's been a good ride. Wow. Very poignant for me because that had layers of memory in it, you know, of, of learning to ride a bike, of riding bikes with my dad, of doing the Hiawatha with him and that he really did have a good life. And what a way to signify that, but with a beautiful photo of a great memory. Yeah. So you're right. Take pictures. Take videos. Get a big backup (laughs) disk. Right, exactly. Or, you know, pay the
1: $2 a month, whatever it is to back up your phone. Like back them up, back them up, back them up. Well, Angela, I want to thank you for being my guest today. And as always, I've had so much fun with you. And I want to thank Audible and Best Fiends. And I want to thank all your books because they make it possible. Angela Breidenbach, check her out. Go to AngelaBreidenbach.com. We'll be back again next week with another great episode.
2: Thank you.
0: Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Join us again. We've got something you won't want to miss. Motherhood Talk Radio is a production of Beck Multimedia.